Hello and welcome to episode 60 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses have started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to reassure you that you're not doing this thing alone. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am once again joined by Louise Ryder, who is a fertility awareness educator and cycle empowered coach at her business, Women Empower Coaching. Welcome back to the show, Louise. Thank you so much for having me. So listeners, in the last episode, Louise and I talked all about um, syncing with your cycle and kind of the benefits that, that can bring and more of like a lot of information around just the general idea of syncing with this natural cycle that a lot of us can experience. So if you missed that one, be sure to pop it on the playlist and have a little listen. But today, Louise, we're talking all about you and your business. So we covered a little bit in the last episode, but this time I'm really keen to dig into more the actual business sense. So what was it that inspired you to create your business, Women Empowered Coaching? So the funny thing about my business is I had been planning this for quite a long time and was doing trainings and um, trying to be ready. <laughs> um, and my my job before this, I was on tour with Cirque du Soleil as associate company manager of one of their touring shows. So I was quietly studying and starting to implement my cycle as much as I could in my work there. And then coronavirus happened and it was like, okay, (laughs) I guess this is what I'm doing now. And I actually, I felt really fortunate because I did have a plan and some training behind me. I just hadn't planned for it to happen so quickly. I was super nervous to make this real leap from a it doesn't sound very corporate but a pretty corporate job into suddenly coaching women about their fertility and their menstrual cycle it was it was a big leap (laughs) but it really it I feel like it almost happened to me rather than being something that I you know I wanted to be ready I wanted to have some clients already before I left touring and it was basically a pipe dream that I knew at some point would come into fruition but that just happened a little sooner than (laughs) than I was expecting I think that that's really wonderful though because I I'm sure that there are so many people out there listening that would be like yeah I understand that feeling of wanting to be ready and waiting to be ready like something that I experienced and like I don't think that I was ready when I quit my job (laughs) (laughs) that was without a pandemic so I can completely like understand and and remember those feelings of not feeling ready to take that plunge yourself but how long do you have this plan in place that you're like when I'm ready, I already have this. <laughs> At least a year. I'd, I've wanted to be a coach since I, since like 2016. So I always had that at the back of my mind. And that was when I first got a coach myself. I was like, oh, I could totally do this job. But then it was more, you know, from a fitness perspective. So yeah, it had had the idea of, okay, this is what I want to do. And I specifically want it to be about the cycle. 
because it was making it was having such a big impact on me I was like oh yeah I think I found my I think I found my thing so um you said that originally you started working with a coach back in 2016 and that was going to be more within the fitness industry and like fitness coaching so at what point was it that it changed from being a your goal changed from being a fitness coach to being this fertility awareness it's funny actually to think back to that time because I was obsessed with habit change with a real focus on weight loss I was obsessed with weight loss and wanted the like perfect formula to help me to lose weight be fit all of those things and I was obsessed just all the books about habit change all of the things about how I can use habits to enhance my life basically And I suppose it was a process of one maturing past really superficial goals, but also of of learning all this information about the menstrual cycle and realizing that all of those habit change programs, most weight loss programs and exercise programs and all of these things have been built for men and researched on men because women mess up the research with our changing hormones. So they don't want to include us in the studies. And so it was that moment of realization of, ah, no wonder none of these things ever worked for me. They weren't made for me. And it was that, that realization and, and receiving so many benefits from changing my own approach to life from one that was very rigid and set up by the day to much more fluid with much more space for changing and adapting and allowance that actually really turned me off to that other form of coaching that it's about like, you must do this and then you will get this. Whereas the menstrual cycle is much more, it's fluid and it's about getting into your own rhythm and and rolling with that and yes planning to an extent around that but also using the framework of it to to allow you more ease it's just nicer it's um, and, and it works much better than these approaches that are formulated for men so that was the real shift was just it worked better That's incredible that's a really I love that it was like this realization that took you from one approach to something completely different even though it's still at the end of the day it's still about habit building it's still about routine building but it's it's like you said it's much more natural for you as a female as someone who does have this natural cycle that you can tune into um and that's really interesting I never knew that about uh, a lot of the studies just being conducted yeah same with medication it's a whole thing (laughs) okay right that that another another day day. (laughs) another another soapbox Mm, another day (laughs) (laughs) so when it came to leaving your full-time employment I mean you've spoken briefly on how it was always going to be on the cards that you wanted to move away and have this coaching business and you just didn't feel ready so was it that when the pandemic hit that your you you made that an opportunity to leave or was it unfortunately that that opportunity was kind of thrust upon you so to speak it was very much thrust it was 
yeah. <laughs> it was like three days notice and my job at that time was managing the tour management office so it was like let's book everyone a flight home and we we're all out of a job <laughs> so it's I can laugh about it now because I've had a year to process but um yeah it was definitely a thrusting where you've said so the bit that I'm trying to drive into I think that I would be really curious to hear is you had done a lot of work so that when it happened you would hopefully be ready but you didn't feel ready enough to take that step did you find that the work that you had done to be metaphorically ready was actually enough to carry you through and give you that confidence and faith within your business from day one or I, I know that there'll be a little bit of a, a grieving process from the fact that this was so sudden, but did you find that the work that you had done to prepare was enough or would you have done things differently in it's hindsight? It's interesting because I think I I was riding on something. I had, a, I think, more confidence than I, um, how do I want to say this? There was something within me that, drove me and I think it was in part a distraction from having to deal with the essentially trauma of losing this job and this lifestyle that I had been in for it was three years on tour so I suddenly found myself back at my parents house in Liverpool where I hadn't lived since I was 19 and I think I was trying to distract myself from that by throwing myself into this I had just the right people in my life at the right time and my yoga teacher had me deliver a one-off workshop to the, the other people in my yoga community online and that was my first thing that I did and it was only a few months into lockdown maybe even like a month into lockdown she was just like hey you know you want to do this so why don't you practice with our community and then I enjoyed doing that so much that I developed it into a three or four module group program that I charged hardly anything for. And it was really just about passing on the information and was mostly friends, but with a few other people, you know, who'd just been following my personal page on Instagram. And actually it was after I had delivered that and thoroughly enjoyed it and knew I was good at it. But then the lack of confidence came in and the, oh, I'm not ready for this came in. I was like, how have I just, <laughs> how did I just do that? Like, and it really, that was when I, I went through a bit of a lull because I had just ridden on this wave, whatever it was, if it was distraction or whatever else, and then come sort of crashing into reality of like, people listened and I made a difference and and they're saying that it's really changed the way they experience life and I'm not ready for that responsibility <laughs> like and so I did go through a real crisis of confidence and for a while wasn't really doing anything and then got really stuck into like needing to have all of the things in place like my website and my logo and really focused myself on that rather than like how am I delivering the work to people <laughs> yeah I, I can understand that and I, I it's really easy when you're in business to if you are having that moment of I don't know like 
feeling like you're not sure what your identity is because it happens to all of us at many, many stages within business from the beginning to growth phases all through where you just kind of lose sight of who you are and who you want to be. And it's so easy to go, well, there are things that I can do like the website. Like I can make a course or I can create an entire Instagram strategy for three months. But like you said, it's it's really, it gets back to that core of how do you want to make an impact? How are people listening to you? What is it that you can do to make sure that you're moving your business forward and not just making it look the part? So how did you find, and I know that this is going to be a bit of an awkward question to answer because it can be quite difficult, but How did you move out of that stage of just kind of, I'm not sure what to do, so I'm just going to busy myself and move forward to back to where you were with confidence? It came out of necessity rather than out of an actual drive to change because um, one thing I hadn't done while I was on tour was train as a fertility awareness instructor. And this is... I did a, a bunch of trainings as, as I got off tour and that was one of them. And to get my certification, I had to work with clients. And so it was a case of, oh, I am going to have to actually put myself out here again and, and share this new information with a significantly increased level of responsibility because now I'm telling people they can have unprotected sex. Like that's, that made me, you know, have to address a lot of things in in myself about, you know, where responsibility begins and ends and clarity and all of these things that are essential for teaching that information. But I had to get over it if I wanted that certification. And so I did that as a group as well initially and then that's been through evolutions. Now I do mostly one-on-one. I've also got a um, recorded version, which is slightly nuanced, but um, just, I, I had to. I had to because I wanted the certification. And then that just got the ball rolling again and it became easier to, you know, keep going, I suppose. Brilliant. So you talked about how you started off initially with like group programs. You develop these qualifications as you go. And I know that your business has now been so just over a year old. Would that be mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Happy business. Birthday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so would you say that your business has changed significantly from you start from when you started? And more curiously, is your business different now to what you perceived it would be in a year's time back yes. when you began? <laughs> <laughs> Done, next. <laughs> it's always changing. And that is something that has been such a big lesson for me. And I mean that in the sense that because I engage on so consciously with my own cycle. It's constantly evolving me as a person and maturing me as a person. And in every new cycle, not every, but very frequently, I'm coming to new understandings about the cycle, about me as a person, about what I'm comfortable or not comfortable with. I mean, that's really what it's about is bringing you back to yourself. And because my business is 
me, essentially, it is changing and growing as I do. And one thing that is that was very unexpected, but that actually is one of my favorite things as part of my business is that I often do like trainings for other business owners. So for example, uh, Blair Lindsay, who has a coaching certification that I am in, I delivered a menstrual cycle module in that. And then there's another coach who I um, have a relationship with and she is training or helping business owners um, create brands and stuff very similar to what to what you do. And I went in and taught them about their menstrual cycle. So it's these guest teaching opportunities that I never mm-hmm. even imagined would be a thing, but that actually I love because if I can train leaders and coaches and other people who are then going to work with other people, that reach is so much greater and there are so many more people impacted than are when I just work one-on-one. That's really interesting. And when you're wanting to make an impact and when you're wanting to share this information with the world, the seeking out those opportunities, I wonder if it would have been the same if we hadn't have all been shut mm. down quite the way that we had because so many people had to find new ways of going online and because of the new way that that brought business and connections and all of a sudden our, and I've said this before, our physical worlds were crunched down so tiny, but our, our, like our networking worlds were just exploded out into the entire world. So it's really, yeah, it sounds like it was just almost like it was the right timing for you to be able to harness that opportunity to share this. Yeah, exactly. I hadn't actually thought of it in that way, but it's so true. Yeah, the doors that it opened. And my clients are all over the world. Like I'm working with women in Australia and America and all over. And a part of that is that my life before this was very international. But as well, there is something about everyone being online doing in-person stuff hasn't even become a possibility yet. And so I've managed to have this sort of global reach because of the pandemic and in part because of my life before this. Well, that's the beauty of it though, isn't it? It's It's the combination of your experience and the way that your world was beforehand that allows you to comfortably almost shift into moving your global world yeah into just like digital format it's like now available on <laughs> just moving it from one one side to the other which is really which is really cool um I'd be curious to know as well I know it's only been a year so far and it's been a weird one from a professional context do you find that there is more more interest in the topics that you talk about now than there was a year ago because this last year has been such a lockdown for everyone, but also had such a huge impact and influence on our approach to health. I'd be curious to know whether you've noticed like a higher rate of interest in like the natural rhythms rather than, well, compared to where, when you started yeah, a year ago. Yeah, I think, I mean, of course I have a biased viewpoint on this, but yeah, I think that because we've removed so many of the barriers to living a life in sync with your cycle. Like 
if you're working from home and you need to lie down, you can go and have a lie down. Like that is an option now. Whereas before it would have been a bit more of a step to really get into this. You'd have to advocate for yourself a lot more in order to get what you wanted. Whereas now, yeah, everyone is really much more in control of their own schedules than they ever have been before. And people are spending even more time online than before. And the sense that I'm getting is that the menstrual cycle is like, and there's something that I don't like about saying this, but I'm saying it anyway. It's the next big thing. It's bubbling. There's all these, like the US women's football team who like win everything. They sync their training with their cycle. There are all of these fitness apps now coming out with cycle synced programs. And it's not going to take long before people start to realize, okay, so I'm training at the gym in sync with this. But what I'm also possibly noticing is it's also having an impact elsewhere. And then it just filters, filters, filters. And I really believe that this is the beginning of it becoming a very much global and common thing. And I think the more we see it in the media and the more we talk about it, the more influence it's going to keep on having. And because it's sort of, it's exponential. Like the more people know, the more they tell others. Because once once people know this information, they can't help but have a megaphone and want to tell everyone else. So like the more people know, the more it grows. And that's definitely what I've noticed. Yeah, I think that that's incredible. And I think like having these conversations it's so important because it is that awareness level. It's like, it's it's even understanding to start with that it's another option, which is something we talked about in the previous episode. But then the accessibility to that information is, I think, from people like yourself who are specializing in this and sharing this these conversations with other groups of entrepreneurs and, you know, taking the opportunity to speak across the globe about it. And sharing the stories, I didn't know that about the sports Mm. teams. That's really cool. And I've noticed it on like my Fitbit app, it started to come up now that you can track your cycle. And it's all of these little nuances where you're like, actually, I want to know a little bit more about it. And then, yeah, like you said, I think then you just get Yeah, Yeah, it (laughs) takes you. It has this way. So when it comes to how you developed your business brand, because this is another side of business that I absolutely love talking about. So your business name is Women in Power Coaching or Women in Power. So how did you choose that business name? It's funny. So I started, it was called Womb School originally. And that was me and my yoga teacher at the time brainstorming. And And she said Womb School and I sort of like lit up and was really excited about that. And then within only a month or so of that, it just started to grate on me a little bit because one, not all women have wombs. And I didn't really like that. I didn't want it to just be a school because I want it to, you know, it's about one-on-one work and actually doing the stuff, not just learning about it. And I also started working for Red School (laughs) and I could not hold (laughs) those two names in my head at the same time. 
<laughs> and so I was really arguing with myself because it was I had created my Instagram page and I had bought the domain and I I felt like I should be really going with that but it it was grating on me and I couldn't stick with it. Woman in power was just it just kept it just wouldn't leave me alone and I I don't know exactly where it came from or what exactly it was but it's the feeling that you get when you have this awareness it's you feel more powerful because you're accessing your superpowers as and when they're available yeah it just it really it wasn't through brainstorming or anything like that it was just that I kept on coming back to it and so there was just a a moment where I was like okay this I'm just gonna change it no one followed me anyway at that point I was like no one cares about this more than me um so yeah it just and and the coaching honestly came because I couldn't have woman in power as a domain (laughs) (laughs) that's fine like I think we all we all know that pain (laughs) the hours on GoDaddy it's like should it be .co.uk or will that confuse people Yeah, not org is available. Maybe I should go for that. <laughs> um, I think that that's wonderful that it's something that was following you around. And I think it's a really important point as well that your name doesn't necessarily define you. And if it doesn't feel aligned, it is much, much better to change it than to carry on having something that doesn't like doesn't match the energy yeah. that you have. So yeah, I think that that's great. And whether you have people following you or <laughs> online in a social media context or not um yeah I think the choice it really I think people get so hung up on names but you can just start and then you can adapt it later exactly (laughs) so when it comes to the branding both strategy and kind of the identity like the visual identity of your of your brand um did you did you do that yourself did you work with someone else was it something that you spent some time exploring before you launched or was this very much a, as you went and developed um your business your brand kind of developed with it so my brand probably by the time we this recording goes out it will be quite different to what it is now because I did it myself at first in my eagerness I was like menstrual cycle it's got to be red and so (laughs) makes sense there's a logical leap there and and it's not that I have anything against red and I you know in a way there's something I really like about it but it's something that I'm exploring at the moment with um I'm working with a a woman called Vanessa Ferraro who has this we're, we're working on my strategy basically and and as part of that, my brand identity is we're evaluating it together because the one thing that that I get a lot of is, oh, I need to refer my friend to you. She has really painful periods or irregular cycles or insert some physiological period problem here. And I think that my branding at the moment sort of feeds into that that it is red and and you think menstrual cycle and you think period and it's actually nothing to do with periods and so it's an exploration that I'm on right now is how can I represent 
the fact this is about cyclical living and ease and to an extent productivity through my brand and not just through going with the first thing that came to me which was red <laughs> it's like red white black it's very simple and so and maybe it will stay the same you know we're having that conversation tomorrow because I'm not landing on something in the way that I did with the red. So I'm just, I'm staying really fluid with it and just seeing. And the other thing that I think I got caught up on quite quickly was the, how the grid on my Instagram looked and I wanted it to be perfect. And, and I would get really proud when it was, you know, that perfect formulation. And then I've just, I'm just not that bothered about that anymore and and actually that's what feels really aligned for me is to sometimes schedule because that's what works better I know when I'm gonna have better ideas and when I'm not so sometimes my posts are scheduled and sometimes they're just on the fly and I'm kind of not that bothered about how that looks on my grid like if people resonate with the message brilliant if they don't that's fine yeah I think that that's a, a wonderful approach to have to it and I think You've touched on quite a few things there which are important where the thing that you initially get drawn to is more than likely going to be something that your clients expect to see or potential clients expect to see. But with something like the work that you're doing, which is literally correcting misconception and misinformation, Mm -hmm. it's that it's that internal battle or that this is why you need to delve into the strategy to understand okay so do we want to draw them in with what they're expecting and then in educate and inform them or is it that we want to go with the approach of education and information so as soon as they land on that they're like oh this isn't what I was expecting I need to read yeah. and it's only your strategy that can really help you form that and neither is right and neither is wrong it's completely down to how you want to be within your business and how your brand kind of develops exactly. with you so yeah, that would be a really interesting conversation for you to have with your strategist and just kind of work out. And again, it's one of those things that it, the use of a color can be impacted by so many other things that are incorporated within your brand as well. So yeah, I'm excited to see how different it looks between now and when this episode goes live or whenever it is that you update it. Because yeah, I'm really curious to see the route that you go down. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So we talked a bit around your business name and we're talking around the fact that at the moment you're kind of working through your branding and your strategy. But one of the questions that I love to ask is kind of the impact that branding has on mindset within business and business owners in particular. So when you landed on that business name or when you made that decision to invest in your branding and your brand strategy, did you did that have an impact on the way that you felt as a business owner within your business? Yeah, I think it it definitely makes me take it more seriously. And there's something about having made this investment and and working with someone on it that is making me like do the work that, you know, like, because I think it's really easy to, especially now, like I live alone in a pandemic. It's really easy to be distracted by the things that aren't actually going to make a big difference. And having someone to work with and to really put my focus 
where it needs to be to actually evolve my business is making such a difference. It's huge. It's night and day. Um, because, bef- you know, before this, I was sort of plodding along and hoping that people would continue to find me, which they do, but not to the extent that I want to reach. And so this feels actually like a really exciting time to just also have someone in my corner who cares about this with me and who knows, you know, because there's only so much you can do on your own and guessing and, and trial and error. Whereas having, you know, I was on a call with her last week and she opened my link tree. There's a playlist on there. I have a playlist for every season in the title. It didn't even say playlist. (laughs) And it's those tiny things that are going to make all the difference to how engaged people then are. I think it makes a huge difference and it's so worth the money to get that support because otherwise you're just, you're, you're leaving so much on the table by not knowing what you're doing essentially you wouldn't try and learn to drive on your own so like why do this alone (laughs) yeah no I absolutely agree and I think that it's the difference that it can make to you to your to your confidence levels to the way that you perceive your business that alone I feel like can be worth the investment because when you have a brand that represents the business that you want to have it's giving you something to step yeah. up to, like you're stepping up to that bar rather than bringing the bar to where, not to where you are saying it's a negative thing, but rather than creating from a space of where you are now, working with someone else when they can help you identify where it is that you want to be and the people that you do want to be bringing in and the droves of people and the world global change that you're making to the way that every woman <laughs> lives her life. Um it really does help to have that second pair of eyes and brain and everything else to just go, okay, so we're thinking over here. We're not thinking Mm -hmm. over here and giving you that room to just kind of go, Oh my goodness, I can actually stretch into this space. This is where it feels a little bit too big for me, but that's okay. Exactly. (laughs) That's actually something that, that Vanessa said to me yesterday was you, if you want this level of business, you need to start acting like someone who has this level of business. You can't do this from by doing the exact same things that you have been doing. And, and that is what another person does, isn't it? You can see where your clients are going and you can hold that for them. But like, I feel like I'm now stepping up into that to be like, oh, you know, I need to up my game, essentially. It's, I think a lot of it is the difference between having ambition and someone seeing your potential, because I think that sometimes the two of them don't quite, not that they don't line up, but sometimes your ambition can be limited by how, how far you can see from where you are, whereas someone else who's coming at it from a different angle can see that your potential is so much yeah. further. Interesting. I'm going to make that an Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs> um that's yeah that's awesome and we've talked a lot around kind of you wanted to attract clients you've talked around how you've hosted these guest webinars and these workshops you've got your downloads of playlists like you have such a wonderful variety of tools and and items that you share to help with this messaging so when it comes to 
marketing your business, what would you say has been the most effective or which method has been your favorite for marketing your growing most business? Most effective is Instagram Live for me. And Interesting. it's funny because I was so resistant at first and also resistant to an extent because I think so much of the noise that's out there is show up, you know, X amount of times per week. And that doesn't, that doesn't vibe with what I'm serving, which is like when you show up better or worse or whatever. But what I notice is that when I do show up, that's when people land in my DMs with those, how can I work with you messages? There was one thing that I did where I did a cycle check-in every day on Instagram Live, which was only like five minutes, but was just to really tangibly share what the changes were and how I was interacting with my cycle. And that brought in so many people just who sort of wanted a piece of it because they could see how tangible and easy it is. And from seeing me and I guess how um, I think I have a way of making it easy that people can relate to because most people are coming from this place of like, I have no idea what any of this is. Like you were saying, it's, um, I think this is a really important place to approach it from. And I think going on Instagram live shows that to people. Whereas from posts and stuff, I try and get myself across as much as I can, but there's nothing quite like delivering in person. I think that that's a really important point as well, because there is going to be a huge leap of a combination of like faith and realization and skepticism that's going to come from exploring this entirely Mm -hmm. new concept that in theory sounds like something, you know, if this was something that I should know about, I should know about it because this is my body. Do you understand where, like what I mean? Because it is one of those where it's like, how have I never heard of this before? And with a post, it's easy to go, potentially that's misinformation. Potentially that's just a quote. Potentially I'm reading this out of context because I can't be asked to read a caption because I have to click (laughs) read more. Um, Whereas with a live and actually seeing someone present the information and talk about their experience and talk about kind of the tangible benefits that they're experiencing or the, the tangible way it's impacting your life and affecting your life in a positive way is far more relatable and trustworthy as well because you're going to trust someone who's talking to you more than you are a quote on your feet and especially with the cycle because it changes how you look it changes how you communicate and those things no one can argue so when I'm ovulating and I'm saying watch this then go back and watch my one from day two and just look at the difference in my face and the difference in how how much what I'm saying even makes sense And there's nothing that you can, you can't, if you faked that, you'd be weird. And like, (laughs) and it's not really possible to fake what your face looks like. It's it's, it's, day one, I'm like gray. And then when I'm ovulating, I'm like, Hala, I look like Barbie. But like, (laughs) but like, and that's so, people can, people can get that. You can't share that from just saying it happens interesting so um the 
cycle check-in that you were talking about there have you got those saved as like a highlight or anything Um, on Instagram yeah they're in a like an IGTV folder I think perfect so it might just be if anyone's curious out there because I'm curious if anyone else is curious out there to go and see that I'll make sure that we pop the links of course in the show notes so listeners can go and have a look but yeah I think that that's wonderful that it's been harnessing the power of live video but doing it in a way when you're doing it both when you're feeling good and not so good but with the intention of timing it for when you do feel like Barbie (laughs) amazing so from from everything that you shared today about your business journey and the way that it's progressed and grown and the way that you market yourself and brand yourself if you could give the listeners just one piece of advice from your business journey for them to go away and think about or implement what would that be not get too attached to any particular idea of what it should be or how it should unfold or any of the shoulds. I think if you find yourself shoulding, then you've gone a little bit off track because, and of course this is influenced by my obsession with all things cyclical, but it your business can and should change because you'll change and grow and so the business doesn't have to stay in one place it sort of should be growing and evolving with you and sometimes that might seem really scary but actually it's going to be what helps you get to those next levels and as well as a real benefit in being willing to let go there have been times when I've like gone to do a launch and then life has just like exploded in my face and been like actually I'm just going to wait. Like I'm not I'm not going to push myself to do that when I'm not in the place to deliver it and not from a place of using that as an excuse and just being like I don't want to so I'm not but being really compassionate and like and and taking care of yourself first because it's only when you're nourished and and in a good place that you'll be able to really deliver on on what you're here to to do yeah to make that impact exactly. that you want to make yeah I think that that's yeah that's fantastic advice and something that I absolutely absolutely <laughs> agree with nothing else to add absolutely <laughs> brilliant don't just let go of the shoulds do your business your way perfect so where can the listeners find so more I am you at womaninpowercoaching.com and I'm on instagram at womaninpower.co and yeah, from there, they'll be able to find, I have a lot of free stuff because there's such a barrier to this work by all of the misconceptions that we have that I make sure I make a lot of information available for free so that people sort of know what they're getting into. <laughs> yeah, so there's some cracking stuff on there as well. I'm really keen to have a listen to the um, playlist that you were yeah. talking about. I think that that's going to be my next call yeah, of enjoy. call. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. It's just been, it's been really interesting to hear how it's grown and developed and flourished. And I can't wait to see the impact that you make Mm, in the future. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. I'm so glad. I love doing these. So I'm really, I love hearing how fun it is for other people rather than just me. Awesome. So listeners, all of the links will be in the show notes. So if you want to see more of Louise, check out any of her downloads, have a conversation with her about how she can help you change your life. 
then um, head over to the show notes now and you can click on through on there. And if you are enjoying the podcast, can I ask you to tell just one other person about the Brand Lounge because it helps the podcast to grow and means that I can continue bringing you new episodes and new guests every week. And until next time, head on over to our Instagram or Facebook community with the links in the show notes and we can continue these conversations in the Brand Lounge.